0: What up, Hanyaks? Welcome back to another edition of the Rambling Viking Podcast. Hope you're doing pretty darn freaking good. Hope you're having a pretty darn freaking good day and week. I know I am trying to use all my catchphrases a lot more. Today won't be so much your daily dose of weird. Today is going to be news from the voyage. No, ah, it's going to be, hmm, Viking-themed news. How am I, what's the play on that? It, should, would it be... Would it be word from the from the raid? Word from the front? Word from the voyage? Hmm. I don't know. We'll figure something out. Give me your suggestions. What what is some good Viking themed news content? All right, like what would we call that? Uh, what exactly would it be? I kind of like word from the voyage. I don't want to say news from the voyage, but. we're going to do some news. That's what it is. So, first and foremost in news, um, I was eating this two-pack of red, white, and blue Oreos. started eating and all of a sudden I heard some crackling in my mouth. Pop rocks in it. Freaking game change. It was the July 4th Oreos, I guess. I had no idea. I just grabbed them and needed a little snack because I'm recording this pre-dinner. So, yeah, I'm trying to figure out, uh, you know, to want to do my usual Wednesday you know, weird episode and uh, my you know my hodgepodge have fun. But then you know me; I like to stay current on the news, talk about the news. So, I thought I would doing a news episode, and then uh, maybe doing a just in, in, any other type of episodes if you like doing. So, but trying to get this on the get this on some feet. So, all the stories today I'm pulling from. Uh, if you don't know already, I am a uh, avid fan of the Daily Wire. So clearly partisan. And that's where we're gonna live. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna tim pool it here and be like I'm bringing you just generic news. No, this is news I find interesting and relevant and kind of want to go over. So thought it'd be fun. We're gonna try it out. And no promises on all of these articles being accessible to everyone. You might have to be a Daily Wire subscriber. I'm gonna put all the links in the description, though. You can go read them for yourselves, or get notice that hey, you need to be um, you need to be a member of some kind to read these. If you are, I'm sorry, but I'm sure you can find similar stories somewhere else. I, I think really maybe only one is uh, really specific to them. So first and foremost. You know, CRT is in the news everywhere uh, all the time. Uh, I do want to say I found two great videos by this guy on YouTube who I think is the same guy made the funny book review of White Fragility that said uh, where at the end of it he was like, this makes a great paperweight. Or he's like, or you can take this book and throw it directly <laughs> into the trash uh, but do not read it. And it was it was a funny, like, kind of joking uh, review of it. It got a lot of backlash. I accidentally shared it on my wife's Facebook feed. It was hilarious. And she got some comments like, I know you may have your opinions, but I never thought you would post something like this. And uh, found out the next day, yeah, that uh, I clicked share and it shared to hers, not mine. Because she was logged in on my computer. She never logs out. Uh, it's fine, though. We're fine. Everybody's fine. So, first, first story of the day is Oklahoma State Board of Education emergency rule targets critical race theory. So, as we know, lots of states are passing anti-critical race theory in schools uh, bills. Oklahoma has passed such bills. House Bill seventeen seventy five, one year off from being the greatest number, uh, one of the greatest numbers ever. So, uh, then the school board met. So, I'll just read it. On Monday, the Oklahoma State Board of Education voted to adopt emergency rules that have been interpreted as banning the teaching of CRT in public schools, and that would suspend the teaching licenses of teachers who promote racial discrimination. Amen. To that, I say amen. Amen. Uh, getting at the source. So, this... Unlike a lot of school board meetings that I think have been pushing back against legislation, this one leaned into it and said, okay, we need to create specific rules and guidelines so that we can know what the limits are and we can make sure that uh, nothing is getting past us but also people aren't wrongly being uh, put in trouble. So the emergency rules state that Oklahoma State Board of Education prohibits discrimination on the basis of race or sex in the form of bias, stereotyping, scapegoating, classification, or the categorical assignment of traits, morals, values, or characteristics based Bases solely on race or sex. So, uh... Yeah, and then it goes into the details of what it sets, but I just want to say good job, Oklahoma. Proud of you, proud to be from here. I think we're doing a lot of good things on the front of this. Uh, obviously, people on the other side would disagree, and they are proponents of it, but I did my whole episode on CRT. I will say I want to put the two links to one is an overview of CRT. Guy read, Guy read five books, one of them being one I cited from through Purdue Owl. And it was the third edition of CRT itself, and he talks about the tenets of it. And he spells it out in a much more, uh, he has a much more in-depth view than me and gives a much more well-rounded yet concise view on it. And it just, it really blows it out of the water. So it it can be a lot, it's like a 20-minute video, but I think it's well worth the watch. And at the end of it, it only reinforced my stance that I, uh, talked about in my CRT episode, where that that was like, yeah, this this is whack. This is a horrible way to look at the world, and this is something that will only divide us more and not lead us to for society. And actually, show me how how nonsensical and utopian CRT is. There's a lot of citations talking about making a system in a world free of oppression impossible. It's impossible. I'm not being a cynic. I'm not being negative i'm being realistic and there's a fine line people say that all the time and lean into that excuse of i'm 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 just being realistic and sometimes you know they're full of crap but i i think the notion that a world free of oppression no and then he talks about how what I are what you know what I covered more in depth, but the fact is that there's any disparities r- across the racial lines that is a sign of racism, whether it be in the system, and that it's either you're racist or you're anti racist there's no in between there's no Switzerland here it's either you're you're for us or against us, and like I don't know any ideologies that that fall into that category tell me this. Anytime you hear something like that, is it usually in a good way? Like, is it usually a good thing? Are you usually like, eh, that's a good idea. Yeah, sure. I I'm, Keep going that way. No, it's usually not. All right. Next up, we're going to go. Oh yeah, I think this one's subscriber locked. So sorry about you. But uh, Cuba, the protests, the people are rising up. I think it's... um. It's wonderful. They're they're rising up against the communist regime, trying to gain their freedom. I think it's awesome. I think we need to do everything we can to support them. I think there are some people who kind of skirt around direct anti-communistic messages, and it's like and try and make this about COVID. I would disagree. I think, I mean, COVID might have been the tipping point, but ultimately this is about a 60-year-old communist regime that is oppressive of the people that has put put them in a perpetual state of the 1950s and 60s, the last time they were free. So this is six, oh crap, six stars who are speaking out in support of Cuban uh, protesters and then also five who are staying notably silent. So uh, we'll just kind of blaze through the Gina Carano Who has caused up her own controversy uh, as being more conservative? I would just, I don't, I, I think she's just more of an independent thinker. But she said on Twitter, Cuba's communist dictators are shutting down the country's internet because they're afraid of their own people. That's true. Look it up. It's crazy shutting down the internet. Like, it's telltale signs that, hey, there's something shady going on at the very least. She then sent a message of encouragement directly to the people saying, Cubanos, do not be afraid. We're with you. She posted it in Spanish as well. Uh, and then she had the hashtag patria vida uh reference a song by Cuban artist uh Gente de zona yo tuel and December bueno uh it's been a rallying cry for freedom cool so uh, uh gloria estefan i personally Don't have the face with the name on that one, but she's a Cuban-born singer-songwriter. She showed her support by posting a video of some of the demonstrators marching, which people have been doing. If you see those, I would say share them because, like we said, they're they're shutting down the internet. They're trying to block it off, and so you have several people. I want to say Marco Rubio, several other people who are like getting these videos out and trying to make it known that a the protests haven't stopped, but b like the people are speaking out. Said so she said. She captioned the footage for saying, "The Cuban people are reaching their breaking point. I stand this when stand with them." Uh, Camila Cabello, uh, another, commu- another Cuban American singer, she had a black square with Cuban flag and hashtag SOS Cuba. She she is one of those where she kind of directly she avoided addressing the communism, and she leaned into the what they say here in the article mischaracterization that it's COVID. So that's a little, mm, but uh, you're at least standing up. So even if it's, Eva Mendez, super notable. I think we all know her. That's crazy. Uh, She shared the previous person Cabello's uh, post with the message, please help spread awareness. I stand with my people. And then she had her own post after that, that did what Cabello's did not. Explicitly acknowledge the Cuban people's demands for freedom with the hashtag #VivaCuba. Cuba Libre, Long Live Free Cuba. She shared a video of Gloria Estefan's husband saying Cuba's in the streets, Miami's in the streets, and the world has to see our pain. This is the moment that we've been waiting for, a light of hope for the people that have suffered so much. Viva Cuba, Cuba Libre. So amen. Pitbull, if you haven't known, he's already been outspoken years past about communism. got some great videos about how his family fled communism, and I guess he has a vow even. I didn't realize this. Uh, he said in 2011, he won't perform in, in the country until it is free. Love that. Put your money where your mouth is. Saying, I love my people, I, but I want my people to be free. I'm not going to patronize this communist regime. Uh, I'm not going to do any. I'm not going to do any shows there until until the country is free. So, he posted a picture of himself on IG wearing a robe with the Cuban flag. That's pretty dope. He said, freedom is everything. We support the Cuban people and their fight for freedom in Cuba. Libertad ya viene llegando. And then, hashtag SOS Cuba. So, he's been notable saying his family comes from communism. They fled communism. They had everything taken away from them. Everybody got murdered. Everybody got killed. Then, Jorge Masvidal. He's an MMA fighter. He had a big, long message. Uh, and his father fled Cuba on a hu- homemade raft. So he, I mean, he went all out and it's awesome. If you can find the, find it, go, go check out his post. Uh, and then we get into the notable celebrities that kind of remain quiet because it's that, it's always that mesh point of like money versus like, I, I was putting your money where your mouth is, you know, like Where it's like, oh, but they, you know, they give me lots of money or or business. And it's like, where's that mesh point of, you know, notably, this is normally with China and specifically things that have happened where it's like, oh, people do business in China. So they won't overtly speak out because the Chinese market gives them billions of dollars and is a huge customer. And it's like, where's that? It's an awkward moment of like, oh, great doing business with you, but you're a serial killer. And it's like, oh, so uh, Beyonce and Jay-Z, I did not know this. Apparently they took a vacation in 2014, and uh, it's funny, so Marco Rubio then slammed him saying like, hey, uh, US law bans tourism to Cuba, so this is weird. And neither star has commented on protests or anything. The Kardashians, I mean, I'm not surprised, uh, but I guess, I didn't know this, they, so the family made a visit to Havana and they took tons of selfies and edited Instagram photos and implied Cuba is a communist paradise. So it feels like there's some money behind there. Uh, no word from them. Steven Spielberg didn't know this. He visited their nation. So this has been a while, but 2002 for a film festival. He had dinner with Fidel Castro. He called the meal the eight most important hours of my life. Said he had no reason for the U.S. to maintain, and he said he saw no reason. For the U.S. to maintain an embargo against the country, so kind of wild there, and Spielberg staying silent. So I don't know; it's crazy to me, but I, I guess it is what it is. Sean Penn, if you, okay, we all—he's already been loony, and he, I think he's talked about like Venezuela and all this other bull crap. And I mean, he—he's wackadoo. So, and. Uh, so when he, so when Fidel died in 2016, pin slam coverage cast, that cast it as a blessing for the Cuban people, and I guess the Daily Beast gave him, gave him an essay where he said, um, he called Castro a formidable, formidable and complex man, and said those who celebrate his death were grotesque. So, he's made no comment, but it's clear which side he's on. Michael Moore, another yakadoo. So, he's been supportive of Cuba's dictatorship. In 2007, he made a documentary titled Sicko that argued Cuba provides better medical care to its citizens than the health care offered in the United States. And, quote, there's a reason Cubans live on average a month longer than we do. He erroneously told time magazine whoa yeah i'm sorry but uh some of the most medical biggest medical advancements in the world are in the u.s so i i no comment on that uh but yeah more has nothing to say so i mean a couple of those it's like look we clearly based upon things they've said in the past we clearly know but it's good to see that like there are some in support and i think there's a lot of Cuban Americans who are in support. I mean, I support this this Cuba's push for freedom. I hope they get it. I mean, these things are never easy. I mean, look at look at our our founding, right? It was a horrible, bloody affair, and so it's gonna be it's gonna be messy. It's gonna be rough. Uh, but I'm praying for the Cuban people, and I'm hoping that they can over come out of this communism and come out as a free free nation, and will can get things turned around. But we'll see. We'll see. Right now, I think there's a lot of awkward silence on a lot of fronts. So, yeah, that's where that stands, though. But that's it. I thought that was pretty interesting to see. Switching gears here, like uh, news, uh, news people love to do. Biblical find. Fragment na- may be named for famed biblical warrior Gideon. So this is pretty cool. Uh, Israeli archaeologists have found a fragment of clay pot that dates back to the time of the biblical judges. And an inscription on the pot apparently has the name Jerubal. Uh, well, I probably said that horribly wrong. Uh, also known as the famed warrior Gideon of the Bible from roughly 3,100 years ago. That's so cool. And so they kind of go into the details. Uh, they say uh, it was discovered in southern Israel. The pot had small capacity, about a quarter of a gallon. Uh, so that's that's pretty cool. And it matches up with a bunch of uh, different stuff. The name was written in an ancient alphabetic script, which derived from the earliest alphabetic script known um, which had apparently been invented by Canaanite merchants or slaves working in or with ancient Egypt around 4,000 years ago during the Middle Bronze Age. So that's cool. And then they go kind of into the story of Gideon, who uh, he's in Judges, and he, God calls him to save uh, the Israelites from the Midianites, and they do it where he, he reduces his force. It's basically the the easiest way, if you don't, aren't familiar, it's like 300 He, God whittled whittled it down to, I think, a hundred men or something like, oh man, I'm, I'm, uh, he whittled them down from like 10,000 to like 500 or a hundred or something like that. And then they went in the middle of the night, blew the trumpets. Everyone was confused and they killed each other. It's kind of cool. So it's, it's, it's sweet, but they go into this. Uh, and then they talk about some other stuff. So like in 2018, they, they, they found physical evidence corroborating the existence of the biblical prophet Isaiah. That's pretty cool. Uh, so it's a small piece of clay, which had appeared to have a seal, um, and less than a half inch long, which appears to bear the inscription Isaiah the prophet. Super cool stuff. I think that's so cool when we find stuff like that. First of all, the fact that we can... Find something and be like, yeah, it's about four thousand years old, just in the dirt here, and we can like the f- because dumb old me, no, I can never be an archaeologist i would I would be digging and be like, oh what 's this, and smash it and ruin it. and be like, oh, I don't know, just just some rock <laughs> something like that. These guys are like no it's an ancient it 's a piece of an ancient clay pot with this insignia on it and I 'm like, what the I can't even imagine. And, you know, sitting there with your little tiny brushes so you don't mess it up. No, thanks. Don't have the patience, don't have the finesse to do that. But I have mad respect for uh, everybody who does. So, uh, continuing on, April 2019, clay seal was found in Jerusalem. Uh, That is further evidence of the reign of the famed biblical Jewish king Josiah. That's pretty cool. In September of 2020, uh, archaeologists with the City of David were exhilarated when they found what they termed a once-in-a-lifetime discovery: three 2,700-year-old decorated decorated column heads that date back to the region, reign of the Davidic dynasty. So that's cool. Uh, this archaeologist ya- Yaakov Bilig enthused, "I'm still excited." Acknowledging that when the artifacts were found, I thought, "Yaakov, you may be been in the sun too long." But I but I looked again, and it was still. There, so really cool stuff. Always cool to see ancient stuff like that found. I think this one is not subscriber locked. I think okay, I figured it out. So, in sad news, inflation rises again, hits 5.4%. First of all, I almost talked about the tone deaf article that was a, a week or two ago now that was talking about oh the silver lining is in, from inflation is that everybody gets paid uh, a little bit more. The problem is. <laughs> And it got blasted on social media. I'll see if I can find it and put it in the description, if I remember. We'll see. You know how that goes. And it, it was just so stupid. It was like the worst. You're better off just not saying anything because it's just just like it's bad. Everyone knows it's bad. You just don't need to say anything, you know? It's like when I idiotically, my wife comes to me and is just venting. And she wants me to listen, and I try and... I immediately come with a solution-oriented uh, problem, and or solution. I come, I come. I'm like, hey, here's a solution, and then freaking she gets mad at me, and I'm in the doghouse, and it's like awesome. So yeah, CNBC who put this out, inflation, silver lining, higher salaries. Yeah. The problem is if the salaries are raising to match inflation, you're not making any more money. Everything's just going to cost more, but you're going to make more. So I'll make instead of 40,000, I'll make 45,000. But guess what? The average cost of everything goes up the same amount that my salary goes up Nothing changes. It just requires like the the dollar sign gets high. Someone uh, made a joke of was like, oh yeah, and the average salary in Zimbabwe is like two hundred and thirty two thousand whatever their currency is, but their currency is basically worthless. So I was like, yeah, that's funny. So it's this is since last this is since last year five point four percent. So consumer price index rose by 09 percent since May, in the most drastic one month increase since two thousand and eight. Core inflation, which factors out food and energy costs, has risen year over year by 4.5%. Wow. So this is awesome. What this really shows... um, Is inflation pressures remain more acute than appreciated and are going to be with us for a longer period. Wells Fargo economist Sarah House told CNBC, we're seeing areas where there's going to be ongoing inflation pressure even after we get past some of those acute price hikes in a handful of sectors. Yay! So, the year-over-year increase in the Consumer Price Index climbed to 5%, which, according to the Department of Labor, marked the largest 12-month increase since a 5.4% increase for the period ending August 2008. So, basically, 2008 recession. If you remember that, I vaguely do. I was young. I was 13 or something. So... And then here's the kicker. Consumers are noticing here's here's what hurts all of us. I'll tell you this. One thing and whether inflation or not, gas prices have shot through the roof. My truck, which holds thirty six gallons and used to fill up for sixty to eighty dollars depending on where I was, I am now hitting the the, the pump limit at $95 and I'm maybe a half gallon to a gallon shy of filling up my truck. And so the other day, like I got there and I was like, Nope, I'm not doing another transaction. I got to like 31 gallons and I just, it it goes pump limit at $95. And I just go, Oh my gosh, this is, this is, I wasn't too upset when we first got the truck last summer and it was like 65 bucks. I was like, I can live with that. And now I'm over here hitting pump limits and it's like, what the heck is going on? So, Here we go. Uh, Shows. So for for, um, this is from, yeah, consumers are seeing inflation's effects upon their pocketbooks. Consumers forecast a 9% year-over-year increase in their back-to-school spending. Last year, they anticipated spending $247. This year, they anticipate spending $268. Costs are also climbing for businesses. Producer prices rose by 0.8% in May, um, and they only forecasted 0.5%. Oh, boy. In January, February, March, and April, the year-over-year increases in the producer price index PPI were 1.6, 2.8, 4.2, and 6.2 respectively. So in short, middle-class folks like you and me, we're screwed. Have fun balling on a budget for real, all right? Ask for some raises, figure something out. I don't know. I'm just hoping we can kind of fix this and kind of you know, the pendulum will swing back the other way in some way, shape, or form, because I was I always wondered about just inflation in general. Like you go back a hundred years, you know, it's like a quarter you know, cars were one, two, three thousand dollars, that's the equivalent of ten, twenty, thirty thousand dollars now. Actually, even more than that, really. But it just makes me think, I always thought, you know, is there a point where it ever stops? Like when you look back you know our currency was most valuable, and then it, and it constantly. And there's all. There's always a little bit of inflation, even in good times. So it's like. I don't know. I just think okay, in a hundred years, so it does. It just keeps going, right? If anyone knows any sort of answer on this, has any expertise? I'm just curious. I'm like, I, to me, it's a train that is always going. It's just a matter of how fast it's going, I guess. And then, and two high spikes can devalue the currency in such a way and destabilize the economy, or it's not good. But I don't know. I'm just confused. I'm like, is there not a way to like level out or or, or kind of rein it in? Because I don't, I wouldn't mind like making less money, quote unquote. But like instead of Having to spend twenty to thirty thousand dollars on a car, ten to fifteen thousand—I don't know—it's easier math. It's it's less less numbers to worry about. I'd be I'd be fine with it, right? If if my dollar went further, but I don't know. Just uh, random thoughts by uh, by your favorite Viking. So, all right, last one. This is a sad story for me. Sad, sad, sad story. <sighs> Who doesn't love Jackie Chan? Am I right? And they say never meet your heroes. Well, I haven't even had the opportunity to meet him, but this article just shed some light on him that I wish I would never seen and I can't unsee this now. And I don't know how I feel about it cuz the man does some great freaking movies. Rush Hour, the Rush Hour movies are so good. I love I love I love a good Jackie Chan movie. So this is the headline though and this the, CP, the CCP is really great. Jackie Chan says he wants to join the Chinese Communist Party. All I can think of is they've gotten to him, right? And uh, it's under threat of gun, but it's kind of like that mafia threat. It's like it would be horrible for something to happen to your shop, but if you pay us, we'll we'll make sure nothing happens. And when in actuality, it's like if you don't pay them, they're the ones going to bust up your shop. So you're protecting, they're protecting you from themselves kind of situation, and that's kind of, That's what my hope is here, right? That he hasn't just been brainwashed into, into wanting to be super high man of status. Because if you know anything about Jackie Chan, you know he's from Hong Kong. The the free state that had the, all the protests that China is trying to encapsulate and bring under their reign. And it's such a weird situation. But <laughs> I love this opening line. Jackie Chan may be a star in the U.S. But don't assume that I mean. That means he's a fan of democracy. Yeah, clearly not. So, it was a Beijing symposium. See, this is the other thing, though. I was like, I got to take it with a little bit of grain of salt because he's speaking in Beijing to the Chinese Communist Party, and we all know that if he sit there, sat there, and was like, "You guys are what you guys are doing is bad. Free the Uyghurs," uh, he would be he. We would never see him again. He would black bag and be gone. Doesn't matter how important he is. And so it's like, okay, look. On some level, he's kind of gotta. He's kind of gotta play the game, but. I think he maybe went too far on that. I think this one is like, oh, you're not just playing the game. I think you really want this. So, it was the Chinese Communist Party's centennial. So, he sang praises of the party and stated outright he would like to um, count himself among its ranks. I'm jealous that you are CCP members. The CCP is really great. The CCP's promise, promises don't take 100 years. They're fulfilled in decades. I want to become a CCP member. See... And that's where it's like, okay, pushing it too far. Uh, so these remarks, these remarks follow on the heels of Chan's performance in The Epic Journey. It's a play that celebrated the founding of the CCP. It, it, there's, he's doing too much, right? One scene featured the Hong Kong-born action star singing Defend the Yellow River, a Chinese patriotic song about the country's 1939 war with Japan. So that's irrelevant. So, and then this guy, John Lee, said that if Chan does apply for membership, the party is likely to look favorably upon him thanks to his celebrity status and longstanding relationship with officials. So, basically, he's gotten in too close. It's uh a... it's like, you know, the undercover man, it's like he's flipped. He's gone rogue. He's in too deep. We got to pull him out. You know, it kind of situations the way I see it. So, uh, but uh, Lee added the party is also keen to make the point that Hong Kong is inevitably being integrated into the mainland. So, granting membership to a high profile figure like Jackie Chan would strongly support their narrative. Oh, just it's just so sad to see. And then this isn't the first time that Jackie has shown his support for the for the, government, for the CCP. In 2008, he praised the regime's censorship policy, saying during a forum on Asia, I'm not sure if it's good to have freedom or not. So, uh, uh, what? <laughs> what? I'm really confused now. Why? Uh, if you're too free, you're like the way Hong Kong is now. Mm, okay, it's very chaotic. Well, yes, that brings up the conversation that with freedom comes responsibility you need a responsible moral virtuous people to truly have good freedom but uh you know it's like having a toddler just total total freedom versus having someone who's uh you know a good well-behaved teenager or young adult Who's like okay you give them this freedom but you can't give that same freedom to a toddler right taiwan is also chaotic he says I'm gradually beginning to feel that we Chinese need to be controlled. If we're not being controlled, we'll just do what we want. Wait a minute. That last line, that last line, first line, last line really got me. I'm not sure freedom is good to have. I'm not sure if it's good to have freedom or not. And then if we're not being controlled, we'll just do what we want. And Uh, I'm, I'm failing to see how that makes your point that freedom is not bad. But then this is the thing that gets me. Yes, I, I've always said people are dumb. A person can be smart, but people are dumb. Meaning like crowds are kind of unruly and like the, the, the pe- groups of people at large can kind of kind of like flocks of sheep. Like they just kind of go wherever and can be swayed. And mob, that's why we know that mob rule is bad. But also at the same time, he goes, I'm gradually beginning to feel that the Chinese need to be controlled. Like saying to people, oh, no, it's bad if we get to do what we want. That's where, that's where you lose me and say, no, 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 we don't need kid gloves for this. We, don't need, we need to encourage people to, to build on that freedom, to do something for themselves, because that plays to the better side of our human nature where we can find purpose and meaning and, and really build a, a meaningful life having a positive impact on this world. But yeah, so it's, we'll, we'll go on according to the independent hong kong lawmakers reacted with anger with one uh don't oh gosh lung kwok hung accusing chan of insulting the chinese people he absolutely did saying you're stu- you're too stupid to be left by yourself we need to tell you what to do which i vehemently did i i do not like the elitist stance of oh, you know, you, you need competent leader. You need the smart people to tell you how to live. And it's like, no, you, you need the smart people to help you to become smarter and teach you the skills you need to be taught, but then not do everything for you. So, yeah, and this quote is so good by this person. Chinese people aren't pets. And then you had a Taiwanese pol- politician, Wang wei sure also responded negatively to Chan's comment, surprise, pointing out the hip- hypocrisy behind them. And this, this is a really, really good point. He himself has enjoyed freedom and democracy and has reaped the economic benefits. Economic, economic. Random poll here on the side, send in what you think. Is it economic, economic? Does it depend on the context? Let me know. The economic benefits of capitalism. So true. Over here, and he's become an American movie star, and... Live in the Hollywood lifestyle, and it's it just like rules for thee, but not for me, whole situation. Share said, but he has yet to grasp the true meaning of freedom and democracy. Exactly. It's just, you get so, you, you take what you have for granted, and then, you re- and then you get caught up in this idealistic how it should be, and then you unintentionally are being condescending and looking down on the general populace, and that's what he's doing here. So, and this story, unfortunately, goes on. This is... Oh, we're almost through. It's it was honestly Jackie Chan. I love Jackie Chan as an actor, but this really hurts me and like makes me sad. So, but I'm not giving up. In 2013, Chan sparked controversy when he told Hong Kong news outlet Phoenix TV that the United States is the most corrupt country in the world. Straight up false. If you've ever heard about, I've heard plenty about. Uh, for for example, I'm not trying to throw people under the bus, but I've known had friends from Brazil and they talk about the police force there. And I remember they had. There was, there was a crime committed and we were like, well, did you call the police, right? Because here you call the police and kind of get things done. And they're like, no, the police are so openly corrupt that there's no point in calling them because they're in cahoots with the gangs that perpetrate these crimes. And it's like, oh, gee. Yeah. So trust me, easily not the most corrupt in the world. We are the most free and most prosperous. If you talk about corruption, the entire world, Amer- the America has no corruption it is the most corrupt in the world, he said, while promoting a Chinese film. So, once again, kind of bowing to, it's like one thing, like the first statement, fine with. If you talk about corruption, the entire world, the the America has no corruption? Absolutely, I have no problem with that statement. It is the most corrupt in the world, that's where you lose me. You know, kind of taking, he's too deep, we gotta pull him out. Come on, Cap. Ah. Just just trust our man. We we can't compromise him now. We're so close. We can't give up now. <laughs> Classic freaking scenes. Uh, I'm not quoting anything specific. Chan's views today are a far cry from those held when he was an up-and-coming actor. Surprise, surprise. In the other days of his career, he was an outspoken supporter of Hong Kong's freedom, where he's from. Even performing at the Concert for Democracy in China, a fundraiser to benefit students involved in 1989 Tiananmen Square protests. In 2019, when the New York Times asked Chan what he thought of recent pro-democracy protests in Hong Kong, the action star seemed to disavow his youthful activism. I don't know anything about it, he said. Kind of like how people were trying to wear free Hong Kong stuff at games, and the cameras would pan off of them, and the fans would get kicked out. And that's like, okay, look, it's one thing you don't want to put the camera on, controversial stuff, but like to get people removed? Whoa, now, that's lockstep, right? Uh, so Jackie Chan, unfortunate news. Uh, I'm gonna chalk it up to he's just getting a little senile in his old age. Uh, no, I think it's probably, honestly, I think as I, I'm pure speculation here. So no actual facts to back any of this up. Is that? he, I I just assume, you know, it's kind of the circles that you run in and what you get exposed to. And then kind of how that shapes your view of things and shapes your goals ultimately. And I think it's just a, you start chipping away, right? You give up a little ground here, a little ground there. And then 10 years down the road, 20 years down the road, for example, guess what you now are, you know, he's totally flipped and he's on the other side of things for whatever reason. So all I have to say is sad day, uh, I'm not, it's not going to stop me from watching his old movies, but I probably wouldn't see any new movies with him uh, because, unfortunately, everything's political now and we have to care about that stuff, I guess. I don't know. I'm curious, but I think that's where we're going to close it out. For the news on this episode today, I have put all of uh, the links in the description. Hopefully, all of them work. I think all but the six stars one will work because every, every other one of those just says news, but that one has like a little unlocked lock padlock on it so I think that one's exclusive so you can't read that one but you should be able to read all the rest I'll try and share the CNBC silver lining um oh this is from red state I'll share their coverage of it but you can find links from there because I'm lazy and then the youtube video on the guy talking about CRT um both his videos one's eight minutes where he it's kind of a more recent rebuttal he's like I kind of already made a video don't want to make one but I have to address he addresses kind of what I talked about the mainstream how what the mainstream media started saying about it and their big three points and and how and his uh, issues with them or kind of just breaks them down in a lot better way than I can. A more articulate, well thought out, definitely calm or super calm, like monotone. And he talks very just level headedly. You know, he's not me he's not all over the place. So uh, but anyways, let me know what you think of this episode format in general. If you'd like to see more news, what kind of news? I should have incorporated some weird news. I'll see if I can incorporate this headline. Uh, we'll end on some weird, funny news in L.A. recently. I saw this. Uh, this is. I saw the same day. I saw the bowling ball one. So, a cat discovered a mountain lion under someone's house in the middle of L.A. I think like Southside or Crenshaw or something like that. And it's crazy, right? So, so a house cat was like venturing off, and then the owner like went to find it, and there they found a mountain lion hunkered down like in this little hidey hole crawl space under their house or porch or something like that and they they, they tranquilized the cat the cat they got it out and they got it released in the wild so it was safe and sound but freaking crazy right can you imagine be like oh there's something under the house you go look freaking mountain lion wet my pants i'm i'm immediately wetting my pants because i don't know if you've ever seen a mountain lions like paw look it up the size of it i mean one swipe and your your face is gone like their paw is the size of your face and one swipe, they're gone. They're fast. They're ruthless. I mean, their teeth are huge. It's like, that's serious threat there. Uh, you, can't, you can't play around with that. can't play around with that game. So uh, lots of links in the description for this episode. Get excited. Have fun clicking away. Don't do it while you're driving. So thanks. Uh, I appreciate everyone listening, though. Hope you enjoyed this episode. A little bit longer than I wanted to be, but I'm trying out this format. I'll try and keep it a closer tight to 20 to 30 minutes on the first one. Maybe just do a couple stories, figure out how to better summation it. I'm not a newscaster by any means. So, anyways, let me know any and all of your thoughts, what you think was interesting, or if you have anything related to say. You got a whole hands way, a whole hands worth of ways to get a hold of me. You can email the show, it's the ramblingviking at gmail.com. You can obviously leave a five-star review and tell me what you think. You can call and you you can leave a voicemail. um, Do both of those at the same number. It's 580-789-9258. And then lastly, you can uh, follow the link in the description below. Leave a voice message that way. It is capped at a minute. Just a little fun fact. So have fun with that. But thanks so much, everybody. We will see you next time on the Randomly Viking Podcast. Dab out.